the Chicago Tomahawk. I'm Mike. I got my linemate Matt with me. Today, we're going to go over the Blackhawks' last two games, a win over the Devils. That was an 8-5 to five affair. That was incredible. And uh, the... the <laughs> The other other side of that that coin, a zero to four loss to the Blues, and also some uh, some Blackhawks news. It looks like they're getting ready to announce their GM. Looks like the information was leaked today. They're going to announce it tomorrow. Looks like it's going to be uh, Kyle Davidson. Uh, Matt has his feelings on it. I have mine. So we're just going to get started. Uh, but before we do, uh, be sure to give us a like on Twitter. Hit subscribe so you don't miss out on future podcasts. So Matt, we got that Devils game, man. That was uh, incredible. It sh- they shouldn't have scored five goals. Uh, it, I think that it was, um, you know, the Devils aren't really considered to be offensively, you know, stout. But yeah, that wasn't the case on a bounce back game. On a, actually, his first game back for Kevin Lankinen and that eight to five affair. Uh, we got some scoring from Kaner, three goals and an assist. Nice hat trick, which was freaking awesome. Brandon Hagel also got another hat trick, uh, which was two, which is pretty cool. We had two hat, hat tricks in the same game. I believe the last time that was done was with uh, Steve Sullivan and uh, Eric Daze. Whoa. Yep. <laughs> if you want to go back. Jabrinkit uh, <laughs> had three assists. He had a good game. That's a, definitely a very different game from him getting the three helpers. Seth Jones had three assists. Caleb Jones had two assists. Uh, Ryan Carpenter, one goal. Doc had a goal. And Entwistle, Lafferty, and Murphy each had a helper apiece. Uh, notable from the Devils, Jack Hughes had a goal and two assists. I think that they're going to need games out of him like that uh, every day because, um, you know, he's the future of the organization. And to be honest with you, man, he was really noticeable in that game. He was going into corner- corners trying to trying to get pucks out. Uh, looks like that shoulder injury isn't bothering him at all. I thought that he looked good. He had some really good shots on net. I thought he had some pretty creative shots on net, to be honest with you. And um, Jesper Bratt had two goals. Dougie Hamilton got one assist. And Damon Severson got uh, two assists. But P.K. Subad, man, I want to talk about this because, mm-hmm. you know, this guy is like a tale of two cities because he was a very pretty respected guy in the NHL pretty much his entire career up until probably last season when he started, um, when he started playing like a scumbag and that behavior continued on uh, into this year, slew footing people, um, you know, Brandon Hagel scores an, an empty netter and he gets cross checked into the, into the goal. You know, uh, I don't. I don't know what Subban's deal is, man. Have you? Do you know anything about this dude? Where you think that would make him go off the edge? I I have no idea, man. Maybe, maybe being traded twice. You know, and I know this. The first trade to Nashville was pretty heartbreaking for him. I know even Habs fans. I mean, he was he was like a, a huge personality there. People loved him, and he loved them. Right. Um, that was probably pretty hard for him, and then you know he he was a pretty, still a pretty decent player. I didn't notice him being dirty in Nashville, but ever since he went to New Jersey, man, I don't know what. Maybe it's the, the Scott Stevens uh, Jersey curse or whatever. Could be the, the dirty being air, a de- being a defenseman. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, he's just been cr- like slew footing guys. Just it's like he's trying to hurt guys, and right. that's not that's not him at all. Right, and I, I I posted something. I'm I really like PK. I've always have, and he's, you know, his charity work. Uh, it's just just a cool personality, and it's good for the sport. 
And uh, I, yeah, I, I just don't get how, why he's playing like a goon. I don't. Uh, to be honest with you, man, I think that the only guy that they have on defense there is Dougie Hamilton that's really doing something there. I don't see, uh, obviously, offensively, I think that they have a team that is young and is growing and could possibly be a, a playoff team one day. But defensively, do you see this team as, you know, anywhere near that? No, and the goaltending is pretty bad, bad. too. And that's two things that you need to to be successful. I mean, you could score all the goals in the world, but if you don't keep them out of your net, it doesn't matter. Yeah. So, I was impressed with Jack Hughes, too. Like you, like you were saying, he was pretty creative. And, you know, he, he does look a lot different than his, you know, his first, like, two seasons, I would say. And maybe it was because of the COVID and... Maybe it was because, you know, he's new. He's It's different being on a national team, U.S. national team, and taking the jump right to the NHL. But I, I know they paid him that big money, and the way he's playing it might actually look like a good a good signing because maybe if he held out a little bit longer and put up better numbers, he could have got more. But uh, I, at first, it, you know, we both joke about it, like $8 million for a guy with 60 points. Jeez, but, I mean, if he could stay healthy and play the way he is, that, that might be a steal for the Devils. I mean, to be honest with you, we're talking about 60 points in three years. Yeah, and, bar- and not being a difference maker at all. But when he's on the ice now, you, you know he's on the ice. This right. guy's, you know, he's making good passes and smart plays. and Good he's shots. Scored some good, yeah, he's scored some good goals. And uh, it's, it's good for the Devils because... They've lacked that over the years. They, I mean, they had Taylor Hall a couple seasons ago, and he was a big difference maker, and it kind of kind of fell off a little bit. But other than that, who who's the last devil that was, like, really exciting? Maybe Zach Parise, early Zach Parise? That, that was a long time ago. Yeah, it was. So, I mean, they're, it's taken them a while, but maybe they found their, their main piece now. It almost seems like they're trying to take a a, a page out of, um, you know, the Islanders book by having essentially, you know, I mean, yeah, sure, Nico Hershire is a is a pretty a pretty talented kid, but you know, he's not Jack Hughes. No. Like it seems like it'll be the Jack Hughes show there in in New Jersey, and it, maybe they're going for like the one star type of thing with some help with some guys who can help out. And uh, because that's what um, the Islanders did. Obviously, it's not working out this year. But, yeah, with Barzell. Yeah. Yeah, but it looks like um, he's having a bad year. Um, we can get into that if you want to in a second. But um, I think the Devils need a lot more if they want to be uh, if they want to be competitive. Yeah, I agree. They they got to get a solid goalie. I think they they thought Mackenzie Blackwood was the guy. I think he's been suffering some injuries and just hasn't been consistent. To be honest, I don't even know who started against us <laughs> the other night. Uh, it was Gillies. So many different goalies. Yeah. So there you go. And eight eight to five. And Lincoln and probably wishes he had a better game. But uh, to be honest, our defense wasn't really playing defense either. It was just more of a back and forth kind of a Wild West shootout going on. Yeah. It was entertaining, to be honest with you. I, I Dude, that was fun. That was probably the most fun I had watching a Hawks game this year. Just because you, you see Kane with two goals, and you're like, oh, I hope he gets that hat. He give, get, you know, get Kane the puck. Get Kane the puck. He gets a shot, and you, oh, he missed. And 
just and then you think, oh, the open net, and then Haggle gets one. You're like, oh, hopefully Haggle's out, and they pull the goalie again, and it happens. Yeah. It's just cool. It's fun. Yeah, it was. But it was a different story versus the Blues. The Blackhawks were shut out during that game. And to be honest with you, Mark andre Fleury had a had a good game in in that <laughs> one, but the defense kind of um kind of failed them in that one. I would probably say the first half of the game first period it was all right going into the second period after the second half of the second period it was downhill after that i don't know like what the hell happened can um, you imagine if flurry wasn't in net yeah what the score could have been <laughs> That's yeah. how good Flurry is. It was, uh, you know, David Perron had two goals. Braden Shen had two assists. Um, Pavel Buchnevitz had one goal. And Jordan Cairo had one goal. Uh, and, uh, I'm sorry. Saad was left off of the scoreboard. Thank goodness, because I hate it when X-Hawks come back and, and score against numbers? the Blackhawks. No, I haven't. It's pretty solid, man. It looks like he's having a bounce back year. Oh, that's Just good for him. Freaking figures, right? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Yeah. How, what, what, his numbers were were pretty much the same in in Colorado. They didn't really. He didn't see a spike in numbers when he was there last year. Nah, he. You know, he was like a top six, maybe like the sixth guy. Yeah, I, I think he was like close to twenty. I think right now he's at seventeen or eighteen goals. So oh, okay. He, I could see him getting close to thirty, but uh, St. Louis is more of a complete grinded out team. They're you know. They got Tarasenko. Jordan Cairo is just stealing the show for for those guys. He's I picked him up on fantasy. He's been my best player. Wow! I picked him up off off waivers. That's how good. And no one knew about him. And that uh, he's big, big difference maker there. And I know they got two goalies. They're kind of battling for the starting role now. But I think Bennington has been playing better. I think in the playoffs though, I I would go with Bennington just because he's proven he can win some big games. Yeah, I, I think that Brandon Saad, you know, he, he is what he is. I don't think that it matters who he plays with. Like, his numbers are going to stay the same. He played with Patrick Kane. He'll get 20, 25 goals with him. You, yeah. you play him with um, you play him with McKinnon, he'll get you 20, 25 goals. You put him on a Blues team that needs offense, he'll give you 20, 25 goals, you know. Yeah. Uh, I think that he's a solid player, obviously very good defensively and with a lot of up, offensive upside. Uh, I'm glad that he's having a bounce back year. Buchnevitz, obviously coming from New York, I was really surprised with that move uh, last year. I thought that he would have stayed in New York, man. Yeah, I think they traded uh, Sammy Blaze, I want to say, and... Uh... You know what? I, I think the Rangers fans aren't happy with that. They a lot of them liked uh, Buchnevich, and yeah, uh, the numbers aren't that great there. But uh, he's still a difference maker on the team. The the team is stacked. I mean, the the goals they were scoring against the Hawks, they were like tic tac toe. Oh yeah, you know, just beautiful tapping plays, and it's like you feel bad for Flurry. He's like all the way stretched out trying to make the save desperately. But they still just made, they made it look easy. You know what, man? Uh, something I noticed on the power play, man, is they had really great puck movement. Yeah, you know the um, the analytics, uh, Steve Valaket goaltending analytics. They uh -huh. call it the Royal Road. Right. I saw like four passes go across the Royal Road. Yeah. Whatever you want to call it, and I think if you make one pass, the percentages of the goals are like. I think like 95% the goals, they were doing it like twice. At right. Times. And it's like, geez, you just, it's crazy. Right. Just getting a goalie to move like that. And man, the, the blues, like I said, man, they're, they're my kind of like the wild, uh, what do you call it? The uh, dark horse winning of uh, the central. I, I think they could upset the abs if they really, if they really got solid goaltending from Bennington. 
in all honesty, man, I think the Blues can take the Avs. I, I, right now, the only thing I'm questioning is Bennington because I know he he's kind of felt fallen down a little bit, but I mean, he, and he he shut out the Hawks. It's not saying much. The Hawks are you know in transition and everything, but the Avs, it's gonna he's just got to be better than the other goalie, and their goaltending isn't that great either. But I I think if he can do it, they can win maybe in six. Well, you know, Colorado's goaltending, you know, there's a question mark there too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I'm not a big, I'm not sold on Kemper either. He's never been there. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, moving on to some Blackhawks news. John Weideman is going to be doing less games on the radio next year. A lot of people are very upset with that. But uh, in hindsight, he's going to be doing a lot more things for the Blackhawks uh, with their content team. So uh, he's, it's not like they're, you know, that he's kind of being thrown to the side. Uh, he's getting more of a bigger role, it looks like, in the organization. And he's going to be doing a lot more work with the content team next year. So I'm excited for him. I'm excited for him to, um, you know, not I guess not be relegated to just the radio, but also be uh, taking a bigger role with the with the organization. Have you heard about that, Matt? Yeah, I actually heard about it today. And uh, since we brought him in, I've always been a fan of him because I... You know, like on the way home, I turn. I think at the time the Hawks were, yeah, they were they were WGN. They used to be on the Score too mm-hmm. at the beginning of this. And you know, I I like listening to his post game shows with Troy Murray. They've been together for a long time. I think it's and been sixteen I'm, years. Yeah, I'm a little disappointed, but maybe you know what? Maybe he wants it that way. Maybe, of course, we're all upset. We we want a lot of them, eighty two games, but. Maybe says, "Hey, listen, I I'm I can't do it anymore. My age is just getting harder for me, or something. So yeah. we just gotta we gotta get the real story and see what I I'd be happy if Jason Ross even took that role. Yeah, because he's been filling in down there as well, and he sounded great. Sounded great again. Yeah, he does. You know, who knows? Maybe John Weidman. They can give him like a post game show. To be honest with you, with uh, with Kaylee Chelios. Yeah." The- that could happen. I'm I'm not a big fan of her, but I think she she um she always goes back to Tampa Bay days. Do you ever notice that? She'll well, uh, that's usually what people do when she, they go back to what they know. Yeah, she would always say, "Well, I compare Braden Point to him." I'm like, "Okay, I don't see that." But I mean, I and I'm not really a big fan of Chris Chelios. Maybe I'm just being mean. But yeah. I, yeah, I saw a comment today saying, uh, yeah, we should just hire uh, Kaylee Chelios and then she can leave next year to the Red Wings just like her dad. And <laughs> I lost it, dude. It was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll, tell you, I'll be honest with you, man. I think that she does a pretty decent job, um, you know, considering, you know, the people that they've had on there. You know, Pat Boyle does his thing. Colby Cohen, no, is tr- you. he's trying to, you know, he's trying to, you know, keep his job. And uh, hey, I did like what he said about Subban. Though. I did too. That was that was perfect. I it, was like, "Dang, man, he's like King Leonidas right now." Yeah, I know. He's going Spartan on him. <laughs> he's like, it makes me mad. Yeah, I don't want to <laughs> kick him into the pit of death. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, man, I, I I think that I think that she does a pretty decent job. Um, she, you know, like she's not really searching for things, you know, when she's, when she's speaking, you know, she has her thoughts already thought out. I think she does a pretty decent job. Oh, she's very knowledgeable. She, she is, but you know, I just, 
I, I don't know. I, I think I would just like somebody. I like how they're being diverse about everything, bringing women in. I think that's great. But sure. to be to be honest, I would rather listen to like a Kendall coin. Yeah. You know, I'm not knocking her, but she she played hockey. You know, she was yeah. in these big brawls with Team Canada, yeah. huge games. And I, I think I'd like to hear what she has to say, you know? Yeah, she seems to have a warm personality, too, and she she doesn't look like she lacks for something to say when she's giving the microphone in in a good way. You know, some people, they kind of just talk and talk, but she seems to kind of, you know, just get out there and say what she has to say and and give and give insightful commentary when she does, you know, like when she's in between. I'm sorry, in between the boards. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Like a. Uh, what's his name? P- Pierre Maguire. Yeah, yeah I, I like it because she she knows like she'll see a play happening, she, she and she'll say, "Hey, listen, he had a wide open net. He didn't shoot it, and that's why they didn't score." This common right. sense stuff, and you know, I I I like even Colby Cohen. I thought did a good job because you know he was a hockey player. He, yeah. he says, "Hey, oh that that guy's got to make that that's gotta, that guy's got to make that pass right there. What's he doing? You know, I mean that's that's cool. You're getting a, a different eye." And then a different voice, too, at the same time. So it's it's pretty cool. I think that the Hawks should look for a guy like that. I'll be honest with you. I think that Colby Cohen's strength is is in between the boards there. Yeah, I, I thought that game, he was great. And he was, uh, I think it was Foley and Olchek, right? We're up right. in the booth. Yeah, they you know, it's cool. They're joking around with each other being, you know, he's a younger guy. Olchek's older and they're kind of... He's making fun of him for being older. He's making fun of him for being younger. It's cool. It keeps the fans kind of in the middle of it with entertained, laughing and stuff. Ah, back but, in my day. Yeah, back in my day, I had a, a teleprompter and blah, blah. And I, I got to get my crayon out. That's old Chuck's line. I got to get my crayon. You know? <laughs> you know, man, him and, you know, say what you may, you know, but him and Pat Foley have great chemistry together. Yeah, they're they're just brothers, man. They, yeah, they get along. They you are. can just tell, like they probably hang out all the time. Yeah, I, I I like you know I love hearing them when they when they call a game, man. Because I mean they they just the stuff they they say, man. I think is really really funny, and it adds. It's, I don't know. I, I like it. I, I I like it, but at times it's just okay. like, oh my god, you you guys need to just get a room <laughs> together. You know what I mean? Like it's like three. Tree, 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 tree. That, that that's it with well, hundred seconds left in the game. For the rest of the period, that's they're just <laughs> you know how Foley laughs. He'll get that <laughs> that laugh like that the rest of the period. Oh God, dude! So the Blackhawks are on the verge of announcing their next GM, which all rumors are pointing at Kyle Davidson. That it's pretty much his job. They brought in. They had about six candidates that they interviewed. Um. Kyle Davidson is the number one guy. Apparently, uh, who I think it was Greenberg that they interviewed from the Cubs. He said he interviewed very, very well, that he had some really, really great insight and ideas for the GM role. But they're looking to give it to to um, to Davidson, man, to Kyle Davidson. How, why don't you go first on what you think about it? And then, uh, and then I'll go. Well, I'm not thrilled about it. But I mean, I'm you got to give the guy a chance, I guess. I just think that this interview process was pointless if you knew this was your guy from the beginning. They just wasted more time. Uh, my choice out of the three, I guess, the final three was uh, Matthew Darsh from Tampa, just because his winning. I mean, the the last two years have been pretty successful. The years even before were good, and I think every that team is 
complete. And I think he probably learned a lot down there with drafting, you know, defensemen, goaltending. The goaltending has been amazing. The the defensive prospects, Sergachev, Hedman, you know, they've they're in they're developing guys and they're I just don't know with Davidson. I, I think he's been around Bowman a little too long. And, you know, it's I'm hearing the Bowman 2.0 type of thing. I hope to God it's not. But it, it's kind of a hard situation regardless of who is going to get the job. You're, you're starting next year with no first-round pick. I mean, that, that this could change. He could maybe acquire one at the deadline. It's going to be awful hard. Um, I don't. And I mean, you got Kane and Taves. That's twenty, what twenty one million with yeah. their contracts. Then you got Seth Jones, nine point five kicking in. So right there, you got thirty million dollars with three players. Taves is he's getting up there, and he's having some injury problems. His cap hit is absolutely hurting the team. I mean, I don't see them moving him. I don't blame him. He's put his heart into this team. He deserves it. But it's going to be a tough situation for him. He's going to, he doesn't really have many pieces to move to bring value back in. We have one really, I'd say, promising prospect with Reichel. The rest of them are just kind of, you know, there's, I think Ian Mitchell is, could be a difference maker the way he's been playing this year in Rockford. He's been very good. But other than that, I just don't see a lot of guys coming up to, you know, take some uh, roles coming in. I think that I'm just really excited that we're we're getting this out of the way. I'm happy that we we're going to have a GM and we're going to be getting closer to naming a, a you know full time head coach because you know Derek King has the interim next to his name. Uh, and to be honest with you, Kyle Davidson and Derek King are in very similar circumstances in their respective jobs. You've got Derek King that's been thrown into a, 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 a essentially a, a a spiraling team organization um at into you know when he started I mean what was the team 0 and 9 0 and 11 and they expect this guy to bring the team back to yeah. to to make the playoffs at, at, from a guy who's hasn't coached in the NHL. That's a pretty tall order for anybody to do. If you put John Cooper in there and th- their team is 11, they're 11 down and you've got a team that that is looking for an identity, he couldn't do that, man. So I think uh, Derek King was thrown into a bad situation. I'd like to see him get an opportunity to... Um, to start from the beginning, have a camp, you know, maybe get to know the guys a little bit better, and uh, and and see what he can do. We got, and then at, on on the other side of that, we've got Kyle Davidson, who is, you know, a lot of people say that he's a Bowman guy. You know, he started woke work uh, woking, <laughs> started working with Bowman in 2019. So I think that Bowman definitely has uh, that he's got some experience with him, but. I don't know if I would call him like a Bowman guy. If if he had been working for him for like 10 years, you know, as an assistant GM, then I would definitely say that this guy might be a little tainted. Who knows? But, um, but I, I mean, hey, I'd like to give him an opportunity. He's young. I'm sure he's got some good ideas. Um, Brian Campbell is somebody that uh, he's worked with. Uh, you know, Brian Campbell's working in the business operations department. And he's assisted with various marketing, community relations, and and youth hockey initiatives. You know, I can see that maybe 
um, maybe Davidson gives him a promotion. He might be Davidson's right-hand man. He'll have a hockey guy, and Davidson is a, is a, is an analytics guy, man, and that could be a that could be a good pairing, to be honest with you. Um, and uh, I, I, I'm I'm going to say that I I like the pick because uh, the guy knows what it's like to be in the organization, knows what it's like to be during the glory days. He's seen, um, you know, possibly what's gone wrong in the organization, and has an opportunity to to make some changes, and and more importantly, be a part of that change uh, moving forward and bring this team back to uh, you know back to respectability. To be honest with you. Yeah, that's well said. I, I I hope so, too. And as for Brian Campbell, I've, I've told you a couple times, I've gone to a couple Wolves games versus the Ice Hogs, and every time I've gone, I've seen Brian Campbell in the building. So I think he was actually with the GM of Rockford maybe learning some things. Mm. I, I at, at times, I thought maybe, hey, maybe the Hawks are going to give this guy a look as a GM role. Mm-hmm. But... Um, my father-in-law is, you know, he's, he knows a lot of people in the hockey world. He, um, he actually introduced me. I'm just drawing a blank on his name, the GM of, of Rockford, but I got to meet Brian Campbell at the Allstate and I was like, cool, man, this guy's got like a, he's got cool gym shoes on and an NHL like blazer type of thing. It was pretty cool. Like an NHL PA. Mm. And I was, and me and my father-in-law were talking. I'm like, do you think the Hawks are going to try to maybe make him like a GM one day? He goes, he could be following this guy around to, you know, just learning in the minors first, like what, what the process of trades are, you know, negotiating with agents and all that stuff. So I could, I could see it happening, man. I, I would be perfectly okay with Brian Campbell being an advisor to Davidson because he's a very smart, bright guy. Yeah, me too. Uh, and to be honest with you, that's kind of the thing that kind of throws me into the uh, Team Davidson camp because I, I like Brian Campbell. I think that he was a great player. I think he understands what it means to be a good player, uh, t- to be treated fairly in, in the NHL. And if he's moving across, moving up the ranks in the in the front office, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm all for it 100%. You know, and, and I'm going to double down on, on exactly what you said. If he's following around the GM of the Ice Hawks, man, that's, that's, uh, I mean, it's a perfect, it's a perfect situation because, you know, Matt, are you going to have me, you know, do a, you know, asphalt a, a parking lot, you know, a, a small parking lot, or are you going to have me do the, the, the United Center parking lot? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You're not going to just send somebody out there into the big game first. You got to, you know, put some training wheels on them. Yeah. Put them on a driveway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You know, you, you you get the gist. I got it. I got it. <laughs> so, uh, so you got anything else, man? No, uh, I, I'm kind of hoping the Hawks, like maybe Wurtz after, I'm sure uh, Danny will be there. I'm hoping he his next job will be, all right, now we are going to be looking for a president of Hockey Ops. I think that would be a huge like a step in the right direction, I think. Yeah. I make Davidson one role. We don't want him to worry about everything else like Bowman did. I think that's what oh, that was a problem. He couldn't take it. We let Davidson focus on building his team and then hire a Berkey guy like uh, like the Penguins did. Brian Burke as the president dealing with all the financial crap with agents and all that and let Hextall be build his team 
You know, I like I'm hoping I think Eddie Olchek would be perfect at that role. Well, I from, really do. From what I've heard from from Danny is that that's exactly what he's going to do, that I, I actually I believe that he's going to have Davidson report to him directly and have the president report to him directly so that it's not like an uh, upwards thing, kind of like on how it was with Bowman. Yeah. And with, I, with, I'm I sorry, like Bowman that. and McDonough. Yes. I, I like that. No, like Davidson could go up, say like he say, let's just make an example in the summer, it's July 1st, free agency day. Let's just, I'm going to pick one free agent out there. It's say David Perron. I know it would never happen. It wouldn't make sense, but Davidson's going, you know what, Eddie, I'm going to offer him a four-year deal, like $6 million. And Eddie's like, are you out of your freaking mind? This guy, he's good, but like, why, what, what, how is he going to help our team? We're, we're, we're transitioning. We're not going for a Stanley Cup. There's no way we're going for a Stanley Cup this year. We're, we're building our team. We're going to do it right. And okay, I, I like just the communication they would have. I think Bowman, the Seth Jones trade, I think we gave up a little too much. We both know that. They gave up a first round pick, but who is yeah. going to go against Bowman? He's his own boss. You know, right. he, He's got too many. No, I'm going to give up two first round picks. It doesn't matter. Uh, Seth Jones is worth it. And maybe he was, but this is hurting us not having a pick coming in this next draft, especially with how bad we are record wise. I mean, the team's okay, but I mean, judging by the wins and points, we're, we're really not that good. So having a first round pick this year would be huge. If Davidson can nail that, I would, I mean, I'm not going to change my mind. I'm not happy about him being the GM, but I'd be like, well, all right, this guy's got some balls. All right, let's see what he's got, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's funny, man, because, you know, the Blackhawks can be competitive against some top teams. And actually, if you really want to think about it, look at how competitive they can be with the Avs, but they aren't with the Blues. And and that's another reason going back to why I think the Blues can beat the Avs. I think the Hawks are a are a good team and they can play well. They just can't finish off a game. And I think that has something to do with. Um, it could be a talent thing. It could be a preparation thing where they, you know, King didn't get a camp with everybody. All of these guys, you know, they didn't get a, a good summer of training in to um, and knowing who their coach was going to be. I mean, they knew it was going to be Kaladin, but everybody knew yeah. where that was going. That yeah, was headed off of a bridge. I know, the, I, that's something I don't get to. I mean, how can you let a guy just continuously make the same mistake for nine straight games? With, without yeah. a win. I mean, like, Bowman really, dude? Like, did, I, I don't think Bowman cared about hockey with the the other stuff going on. He stopped caring, and it really hurt the Hawks. It, it's yeah. really hurting us. Yeah, like, like, he, like he could feel the heat. Yeah, he's like, oh, you know what? I, I, I'm not worried about that right now. I got to worry about, I got to worry about my own ass. But, yeah. I, I mean, Colleton, like, he would not change anything. It would, it's like doing the same thing over and over again. It's like, dude, it's not working. We cannot play this way. Well, he got he coached Team Canada. They got bounced in the quarters, didn't they? And I know he was taking over the head coach role for a while. I think yeah. Claude, Claude Julian had some illness or something. But yeah, he did. He was the, he was the head coach of are, Team are, Canada. Are we missing something? Like, I mean, what's going on? There, there's some good coaches out there. Like, <laughs> what, were they saying no? Maybe it was. No, nah, we don't want to deal with COVID junk. <laughs> you know, we'll yeah. ask Carlton. Of course, he Carlton wants to get back in the game. I don't blame him, but yeah. I mean, how how are these clubs not seeing that if they're really going to interview this guy? Like, jeez. 
Yeah, I don't know, man. So, all right, everybody, that's all that we got for you tonight. Uh, we got another one coming for you on Friday. We're gonna, you know, Matt, why don't you check to see if if it's been named one hundred percent? Davidson's been uh, been named. No, the GM. Nothing, nothing yet, but. All of the beat writers that Charlie Modus guy, yeah, he he's an insider with the Hawks. You know, he's got all right. the all the. He says it's expected to be announced tomorrow. So, if he's saying that, that's a pretty good sign that it's yeah. true. That could be funny if they just do a complete one eighty and and <laughs> name somebody else. It's like, hey, everybody, we we're just kidding. Mike Milbury will be yeah. next to you. <laughs> Oh my gosh, man! That'd be worse than Ken Holland. Yeah, I would uh, just, I would just quit. I'd buy a Red Wing jersey oh tomorrow. Oh my gosh! And then put Chelius's name and numbers on it. I no, I still hate him. <laughs> all right, everybody, that's all we got for you tonight. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you on the next one. This is the Tomahawk, and we're out of here.